Are you ready for a touch of Costa Rica? Join me for a life-changing adventure in the land of Pura Vida. See a friendly face holding a sign with your name on it. Hop in the van and journey through a continuous scene of palm trees, farmland, sugarcane fields, colorful homes, and Brahmin cows to arrive at the Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy in Samara Beach. Feel the excitement of what's to come at this wellspring of holistic health education, self-discovery, and community. Now, it's time to hear the story of one who has come before you. Welcome to A Touch of Costa Rica, a Costa Rican wellness travel podcast presented to you by the Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy in Samurai Beach, Costa Rica. You can learn more about their transformative offerings by clicking the link in this episode's bio. I'm Kiana Martin, your host and travel guide on this brief yet powerful trip to introduce you to the people, places, and priceless takeaways that are waiting for you. Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy's mission to provide an outstanding education to its students extends to our goal of bringing you insightful conversations with leaders in our industry. And today, I'm pleased to introduce you to instructor and palpatory anatomy expert, Andrew Beal, the trailblazing author of Trail Guide to the Body and owner of Books of Discovery Publishing. He is the 2011 Performance Health Massage Therapy Foundation Humanitarian Award recipient. Drew, when was your first introduction to massage and what inspired it? Uh, well, Kiana, um, this goes back to 1985. <laughs> Seems like so long ago, but I was in I was in theater school in Illinois, and they had to, they had to take all sorts of strange classes, and one of them was on movement, where we did all sorts of tai chi and whatnot, and. and the instructor at one point said, here's a sheet of paper with a whole bunch of people in the movement, dance, et cetera, world. Pick one, write a paper on it, hand it in at the end of the semester. Well, I looked at it and there were 50 names on it and I didn't recognize a single one. But the name that kind of leapt out at me because I thought it was funny, such a smarty pants back then, was Ida Walt. I just thought her name was funny. So I thought, I'll write a paper on her. So I went to the library and I found a book by her, which was amazing that they even had it. It was her small book on meditations about the structure of the body and fashion and stuff I had no idea about. And I was really taken by it. And it was sort of like the first, first little sort of seed that got planted. And then we ended up taking in that same theater course, uh, an anatomy uh, semester and everybody hated it, but I thought it was just so fascinating. So then I went to Chicago and I did a theater internship and it was not the best time of my life. And I ended up getting a really just a super sore, painful neck. And one of the people there suggested I go to see a massage therapist. I thought, what? I mean, this was 1990 and nobody was doing that. And she said, no, you really got to see this guy, Bob. So I went to see Bob Barrett, who is still a massage therapist in Chicago. And he, in about three or four sessions, brought my back, my neck back to normal. And that was another huge seed that planted it, you know, for where I was headed. And I didn't even know it at the time. Wow. That's so amazing. How do you think this experience inspired the chain of events that changed the course of your life and the health education industry? Well, it's interesting. Like I said, we all have sort of seeds that get planted along the way in our life. And we don't really even notice them as they're planted until years later, maybe decades later. And then we look back and it all makes sense. 
So about two or three years after that, I decided to go to massage therapy school and I flew out to Seattle and I stayed and I ended up practicing massage and then teaching at the school. And it all sort of coalesced from there. For the listeners who are not aware of how your world-class learning tool, Trail Guide to the Body, came to be, can you share the amazing story with us? Yeah, I. so I was teaching at the school and they had a bookstore, but the bookstore was about the size of a closet. And of all the books that were there, none of them were written by or for massage therapy. They were all written by doctors for physicians or physical therapists or whatnot. And and I, I walked out of the library out of the bookstore one day and I thought, where are our books? Where are the books for us? And I went to bed one night soon after that, and I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, which I never do, and I pulled out, it sounds so cliche. I pulled out a yellow pad of paper and I wrote down roadmap human body book that connects structures together. And then I fell back asleep and I got up in the morning and I thought, you know, that's a pretty good idea. And that's where it all started. That's absolutely fascinating. After you jotted your thought down, did it register with you as a groundbreaking idea or was it more of a casual stream of consciousness note? You know, I woke up that morning and that phase of my life, I was coming up with all sorts of ideas. Some of them I wrote down, some of them I didn't. But this one, I still remember pulling out that pad of paper and thinking, this is a good one. This is an idea that I think has some traction. And I think part of the reason I felt that way was because um, I, I don't mean to compare myself at all to J.K. Rowling, but I remember when she talked about Harry Potter and how she was on the train and Harry Potter just came to her. The whole thing just sort of came to her and she immediately knew what it was and what the story was about, et cetera. And I kind of felt like that. I immediately knew what the content was, what the purpose or intent was and what the tone and the feel was. And so I think mostly I pursued it also because when I looked at it, I realized there's a real strong need for what this book could bring. Wow, that's incredible. I read it took you about three years to turn your vision into a reality. Can you offer us a quick walkthrough of how you took Trail Guide to the Body from a scribble to a tangible textbook for sale? <laughs> yeah, it's, I laughed because I honestly started writing the book on three by five cards. I didn't have a computer. I didn't have any money and I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to write a book. I didn't take in a lot of English classes or anything. So I thought, well, I'm just going to get out some three by five cards. So I did that for about six months. And then I finally bought a computer. And I started to jot down ideas and started to put things together. And then one of the things that really helped me was I pulled out a three ring binder and I bought a big 500 page ream of three hole punch paper and I put it in there and I took out a Sharpie and then I just started drawing the book because I didn't think of this so much as a book, as much as a picture book. So I would open a page and I'd say, well, here's the title page and it's going to have this and this on it. And then I would open it to chapters and I would say, well, on this page for the biceps, we should have some text here. And then we should have a picture of this here and this here. And the reason that was really helpful was because the book stopped being a thing in my head and started being a thing outside of me that I could look at and go, oh, as I flip through it, right, this is what it's going to look like. Well, that went on for about two years. And then I realized I needed to get a medical illustrator, but they were so expensive and I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And then luckily, like fate, a student of mine 
Robin Dorn handed in an assignment with a whole bunch of images that she drew because she was a botanical illustrator and also loved just drawing parts of the body and stuff. So we got talking and one thing led to another and she graduated from school. And then for about a year, we met every Sunday morning around her kitchen table and got the book done. That's so wonderful. Did you encounter any challenges with printing and distribution for the textbook? If so, what were they? Well, about two years into that three-year project, I contacted several publishers and quickly realized that after all the time, effort, money I was putting into this thing, that wasn't the route I wanted to go. So I decided to self-publish. And I found a printer in Seattle, where I was living at the time, and when the book got done, I printed out 2,000 copies. And in between that time, I moved to Boulder, Colorado, and they shipped them out to me. And I didn't know what I was doing. So I hauled all 2,000 copies up to my apartment in Boulder on the third floor. That was a day of exercise. And then what I'd done the previous couple months while I was waiting for the books to be printed was I tried to find the 200 largest or whatever massage schools I could find in the United States and Canada. And I contacted them. And this is before the internet. I just had to get on out massage magazines and find their addresses. And then I sent 200 copies out free with a cover letter saying, Hey, I have this book. If you want to buy some, let me know. And that was actually, it was kind of risky to send 200 books out for free, but it turned out to be a really smart and that started the whole distribution and awareness of the book on its feet. A couple of years ago, I saw an Oprah interview with the transformative author, Paulo Coelho. In speaking about his book, The Alchemist, he said something along the lines of when he read it, he wondered if in fact he wrote it. Now that Trail Guide to the Body has sold almost 1 million copies worldwide since its first release, what is your reflective take on this body of work? That's a really great question because I wouldn't have asked myself that question, but I'll tell you a story that relates directly to what Paula was saying. So a week or so after I graduated from massage school 30 years ago, uh, there was a lady that I barely knew, but she was kind of an ethereal person, a person by nature who was far more kind of out there than I was. And she handed me this old book that she found in a used bookstore. And it was a book on the human body. and It was like written in the 30s. And I didn't expect this at all because I didn't really know her. But inside, she inscribed to Drew, you might need this when you write your book. Now, it was totally strange. I didn't know what she was talking about because Trail Guide to the Body was still three years away to even get that idea in the middle of the night. So I think that what Paula was saying is absolutely right, is that I don't really feel like I wrote it. I feel like I was a vessel that brought forth this gift to the world. And, and I just feel blessed to have had the opportunity to be a part of it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm just without words. I mean, that's simply awe-inspiring. Yeah, yeah. This segment of our conversation is the perfect segue to a question that I have for our listeners. Are you looking to start or enhance your holistic health journey in a Costa Rican tropical oasis? Click the link in the podcast bio to secure your space in CRSMT's massage therapy program and continuing education offerings. Leap into a new beginning at this educational paradise. By the way, you don't have to wait until you arrive in Samurai to make an impact. 
Inspire others by sharing this episode and leaving a five-star review. Now back to my conversation with instructor and palpatory anatomy expert, Andrew Beal, trailblazing author of Trail Guide to the Body and owner of Books of Discovery Publishing. At the same time you created Trail Guide to the Body, you launched Books of Discovery, a foundational manual therapy publishing company. Can you talk about some of the other releases that the company publishes and what inspired you to go beyond your initial textbook offering? Yeah, we, we originally published Trail Guide to the Body and then a number of other ancillary products that supported that whole palpatory mission, palpatory anatomy mission. And then uh, I wrote Trail Guide to Movement, a book on kinesiology and some stretching and strengthening books and things of that. But really what's happened in the last few years is we've become sort of a one-stop shop, comprehensive uh, site for anybody in the hands-on world or a body work, because now we have uh, Ruth Werner's book on massage therapy guide to pa- uh, pathology, uh, Lisa Nelson and Pat Archer's book on applied anatomy and physiology for MTs. Uh, we also put out a book for OTs called Functional Anatomy for Occupational Therapists. And we also acquired Business Mastery and Ethics of Touch by Cherie So and Mo. So it, we, we're really we're really happy with where we sit right now to offer our customers uh, a really comprehensive set of products. That's magnificent. Looking at the current landscape of books, textbooks or otherwise, in the manual therapy space, where are the topical areas that could benefit from more educational content offerings? You know, that's a good question. And, and I'm not sure, in all honesty, if I'm the one to answer it, you know, because 30 years ago, there was virtually nothing. And now there's quite a bit out there. But I think the question isn't what books are out there. I think it's a question of how those books or learning tools are presented for the reader's benefit. I have to have a little editorial moment here to say that I am a huge advocate and at times a bit of a critic of the books that are written for learners in any subject, whether it's engineering or math or any subject, that it relate and be accessible to the reader. Um, look, writing a book is really hard, but that's not really the hard part. Writing a book that your audience wants to spend time with and and is really connected to, and it sort of greases the wheels of their learning, well, that's the really challenging and vital part. And especially these days, I would say that because recent generations digest information that is very different than we did just you know before. And so I think we as producers have to really reach out and connect to the audience with how they learn instead of how we think they should learn. I'm curious, you created a publishing company that's tailored specifically to the niche of manual therapy. Have you found that other publishing companies have awakened to this opportunity? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there was a vacuum and we built it and so have others in really good ways. Absolutely. And that's that's also there's, there's a lot to be said there is to look around at the world and say, where where could my skills be of use? Um, where is there a need for X, Y or Z? I think I think that outlook can be very um, supportive for a person as well as the potential of those who you could help. How can our listeners connect with you and your work online? Probably the easiest place is booksofdiscovery.com. Um, we're always happy to get an email from people and we've got a whole bunch of stuff on that website as well as YouTube videos. So that's really the best place just at our website. 
If practitioners are interested in proposing their subjects of interest for publishing through Books of Discovery, how can they go about doing that? Uh, again, uh, you, you're more than welcome to just send us an email. I mean, you know, we're not very corporate. It's just about 10 or 12 of us in the office. And, you know, like I said, you'll, you'll, you'll get a call back in like a day. And we're always happy to hear from people and their ideas, because even if somebody offers an idea that might not be best for us, we're always happy to spend time with them to say it might not be for us, but here's somebody else you might want to go to. Or here's something you might want to think about with respect to your idea. We're here to help, really. That's great to know. As we bring our conversation to a close, what is one overlooked manual therapy tip that you can offer massage therapists who are starting their journey? For a therapist who just recently graduated, I would say, and this is odd for me to say this because I'm a writer and publisher, is put the books down and get back to your hands and heart. I write books, I like books, but there's a time and a place. And after spending months or maybe a year in intensive uh, learning, uh, one's head can get filled up. And that's totally understandable, but I think it's important that after you graduate, you give yourself the permission to just spend some time getting back into your heart, your hands, your gut, just being at the table with a human being and just feeling, noticing, sensing. Let all that stuff that's in your head percolate down, get it back into yourself. It'll be there. Don't worry. You're not going to lose it. But it's really important that ultimately the work you're doing is healing work and everything you can do to be present at the side of the table is of paramount importance for you and your patient. That's what I would say. Lastly, if you could sum up your palpatory anatomy journey in one word, what would it be and why? I guess this is why I named my company Books of Discovery, but I would say discovery. Um, this book was a journey of discovery for me. And in turn, it gave others an opportunity to discover, discover about themselves, and about the human body. You know, to feel, to sense, to experience something for the first, the second, the hundredth, the thousandth time is one of great's life, life's great joys, you know, to continue to discover. And I, I would say that would be the word. And I'm just happy to have been a part of the experience for people. Before we leave the sands of Samurai Beach behind, I want you to imagine one more sun rising up over the crystal blue waters of the Pacific Ocean. Let it serve as your invitation to click the link in this episode's bio to join us for one of Costa Rica School of Massage Therapies, upcoming massage programs, retreats, or continuing education offerings. We can't wait to meet you.